it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am your host, Gene Bolduck, and I am joined today, thank goodness, by the way, because I haven't talked to her for a little while. Um, I'm joined today by Chris Demers, who is uh, the Director of Communications for Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina, my good friends over there, run by our friend and fearless leader, Chief Executive Optimist, Sharon Hirsch. But Sharon's not here. So we're going to say nice things about Sharon because she's a great leader and a fine person. But Chris is here today. So welcome, Chris. Thank you so much, Jean. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to talk with you. It has been, I feel like, a whole year almost since we last spoke. So that could easily be true. Yeah. That could be true. That's not right, but it could be true. <laughs> Let's not make that happen again. I know we're going to talk again soon, I hope. so. Yes, I think um, we are. I think we're going to talk in, uh, in April about Child Abuse Prevention Month. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, just... You know, it's a it's amazing. I understand that there's there's a company. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off the rails here for one second. There's a company I just saw a story about. Their what they do is they print calendars, and you would think, well, okay, so what? What they did is some years ago, they decided to print a calendar. I don't even know if it was a gag or what where every day of the year was a something, a national something day. Okay. So it's like national popcorn day. Oh yeah. National cheeseburger day and, and so on. And they printed this entire calendar with 365, not days of awareness for uh, important causes like yours, but, um, but days for national, you know, uh, felt tip pen day. If, if you prefer that to a, uh, a another form of <laughs> note-taking, pen versus pencil, <laughs> there's probably a national pencil day. So they started doing this kind of as a gag and it turned into this big business. And now the town where they make these calendars, they have like a national calendar day and they have a festival and people come out and I saw somebody interviewing people at this thing and they're saying, well, you know, have you, do you have one of these calendars with, oh yeah, you know, we love, they said, well, you know, did you know that this company right across the street over here, did you know that that's where they make them? And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Well, that awareness day didn't go that well, I guess, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. Um, it's interesting and fantastic to me that uh, that Family Support Awareness Month falls at the same time as Black History Month. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, these two things are, you know, are really important to each other. And the reason I feel that way, uh, Chris, is because um, I've I've been watching. I mean, I've been watching this series for a long time, but I've been watching just recently a couple of episodes of uh, Finding Your Roots with uh, Henry Louis Gates, and it's always really emotional when you see African Americans on that show who are being told, "Well, here are documents about your relatives, and your great great grandfather did this." 
And did you know that your four times great grandfather served in, uh, you know, the uh, Revolutionary War as a, as a patriot? And uh, it's always emotional for them because it's almost invariably true that they had no way in the world to get these records because all of this record keeping and the normal structures of, of family history was denied to them because of slavery, mm -hmm. uh, including just their owners just arbitrarily changing their names so that they could not have that, that record in history. But now, thanks to DNA and a lot of a lot of other databases and and uh, resources, and not the least of which is the just the internet, um, they're able to trace back um, some of these family records. I have my family records back a long, long time. I'd be embarrassed to say how far, and it's just chilling to me to think of how many American families just don't have that. It's, it's as though they didn't exist before 1900 yeah, or something. Um, so that's, that's such, you know, we talk all the time in our joint advocacy for preventing child abuse. We talk all the time about the importance of making connections. Mm -hmm. And this is what's so valuable to them is connecting with their own, their own flesh and blood from 200 years ago. Um, and so that awareness uh, coming, you know, coming along at the same time as your family support awareness month, it, it just rings smart to me, not, not only just true, but smart. So tell me what the objectives are of the organization in, in this particular awareness month. Sure. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, you know, with it being Black History Month and Family Support Awareness Month, you know, our our vision and goals at Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina are to create, you know, families and communities where all children can grow up in safe, stable, nurturing environments and with those positive experiences. Right. Right. And we know that to be successful in that, we acknowledge that we have to actively dismantle the root causes of stress that can lead to child maltreatment. And that includes structural racism. So if we're we're going to talk about Black History Month, and we need to talk about that, um, and that's at the systems level, which going to talk about Family Support Awareness Month, you know, we're talking about building a system in North Carolina that supports home visiting and parenting education for yeah. all communities, not. Not that that county over there that has five programs that are available and the county right next to it that has no programs available for families. So um, really Family Support Awareness Month um, is an opportunity to share the important work um, that home visiting and parenting education programs um, provide to families across the state. Um, it's an opportunity to advocate for increased investments in family support programs. And then talking about connections, it's an opportunity to build relationships um, with the family support programs in your community so that you can help connect families to those vital programs. Um, so just like being aware of, of what family support programs are in your community and um, making sure that we continue to advocate for their 
you know, their success in continuing to help and reach more families. Right, right. Well, you know, as as I know, I've told you probably too many times, um, I, I attended um, a program that was uh, affiliated with you all, mm -hmm. uh, with my daughter-in-law when, when my grandson, my first grandson was, was um, an infant. And, um, you know, we still have connection with some of the people who were in that program, um, other, other parents, um, and, and all of that was, all of that was in 2018. So it was before the pandemic. And I mean, those connections of just for my daughter-in-law to have other parents to call and if only to talk on the phone and commiserate with a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, about the unbelievable challenge of being at home with young kids, not being able to go anywhere with them for months and months and months. I mean, doing that for a few weeks would be challenging in the best circumstance, but the, 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 just the cutoff of access to public spaces, parks, you know, public spaces. And, and I mean, looking back on it, it's easy to forget that in, in the spring of 2020, you couldn't go to a city park and, you know, put your kids on playground equipment and feel like that was a safe thing to do. Mm -hmm. And the, the absence of that kind of outlet is just, it's just extremely challenging, but we were so grateful to have, you know, made the connection with, with other families um, uh, for for them, you know, of 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 a similar age, and now everybody's in the same situation. So um, that was just, you know, plainly, you know, irreplaceable experience for us. It was great. It was, you know, I raised my kids, and I I still went to the classes. I learned things and and benefited mm -hmm. from that tremendously. And I also benefited from being able to read the watch. And I know that that means it's time for us to take a quick break. I know, I know you love how I do these segues. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk some more with Krista Merz from Prevent Child Abuse, North Carolina. Don't go away. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Okay, we're back. We're back with uh, Krista Merz and, and we're, we're, you know, talking about family support Awareness Month. And when I think of family support, I think of, my, of one of my siblings calling me for $20, but that's not what you're talking about. And by the way, I'd never give it to him anyway. So, um, well, that seems like a mean thing to say, but it's not, <laughs> it's not. Um, so what are we, what is the specific thing that we're talking about here? Yeah. So when uh, we talk about family support, um, we're talking about group-based parenting education programs and or home visiting programs that are delivered by well-trained professionals and are really meant to support caregivers and parents to promote healthy development of children and strengthen those family relationships. Um, so family support programs um, again, breaking that down to parenting education and home visiting programs, um, really improve the prenatal health, birth outcomes, and child health 
Mm -hmm. Um, They also increase parental knowledge of child development. They help build parenting skills and they build parenting confidence. Um, And while they're doing that, they improve family economic success. They enhance the home learning environment. And some of the best things that they decrease um, are emergency room visits for children and decreasing the rates of child abuse and neglect. Um, Because we're putting those supports in place around that family so that they have what they need and they have the skills and knowledge that they need to be an effective um, caregiver that can be the best parent and provider for their family. Yeah. I mean, you know, the developmental things, for example, uh, teaching new parents about developmental stages with children, if you haven't had children before, um, you you know, it's so funny that when you're pregnant, you go to a class and you learn how to breathe and you learn how to breathe through contractions. You learn about everything that's going to happen in labor and delivery, which is really important to do. There's no question about it. I used to teach natural childbirth. I mean, it's stunning what people don't know about what's going to happen in the process of delivering a baby. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, that's going to happen. And then they're going to hand that baby to you and send you home and say, go ahead and raise it, do a great job. And there's no class for that. Bye bye. Right. Um, And so what these classes do, uh, it's, it's so smart, and it should become completely standard. Um, It's, it's like learning how to balance your checkbook. How could you, you know, manage your financial life if you don't know how to keep track of your money. And in this case, keeping track of, um, of a toddler can, can be extremely challenging when you don't know that at a certain age, yeah, they're going to climb on stuff. So you better keep an eye on that, you know, and, uh, uh, and at this age, they're going to eat everything. You put everything in their mouth because that's how they explore objects. And, and, all of these things that can end up easily landing a kid in the emergency room, you know, uh, 70% of it can probably be prevented if you know that at that stage, that's that's what's going to happen. And that's normal and expected and appropriate for children to kind of push their boundaries and do these things that... Um, can can make you feel like you're you're chasing the Tasmanian devil all day, um, be, because man, I don't, I for the life of me, I don't know where they get this energy. I really don't. I didn't I didn't understand it when I was raising my own kids quite a long time ago, and I really <laughs> I double extra don't <laughs> understand it now. How do they do it without substances? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's just the thing. We know that. You know, parenting doesn't come with a guidebook. You know, you you ha- we've mentioned that before. I think last time I was on, and my mom still says every day, you know, why is there not a parenting class that every parent or caregiver has to go through? Um, and I'm like, man, mom, that would be the the dream. And this is, you know, what we're talking about: this coordinated system that would provide parenting education and home visiting classes right that's kind it's the next best thing to that parenting guidebook right um and and and, i have to say you know the home visiting aspect of that when you're at home with a two-month-old child 
and you're not quite sleeping all night, every night, mm-hmm. having someone come to you in order to help you with whatever you need help with, yep. but also just to, in, in the privacy of your own home, convey information to you that you may have questions about um, and just be a person. So a friend of my husband's uh, did that, the, the, the wife of uh, one of his tennis buddies. She called me up when my son was about a couple months old and I wasn't sleeping all night. She called me up and said, I'm coming over. What can I bring you? And I said, oh, I, I don't need anything. You know, I, I have everything. I, she said, yeah, okay, whatever. So she just came over, pouring rain. She showed up with like, you know, a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, a bag of diapers, and just sat down to talk to me. And it, let me ask her questions. Yeah. Have a, you know, she didn't have a plan for this. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't a part of a program, but she knew that I would need that. She knew that better than I did. And I, 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 um, I, I still think of that to this day. I really do. Um, the, um, the heartwarming element of someone, you know, reaching out to help you when you don't even necessarily understand fully and appreciate how mm-hmm. much you need it yourself. And, and I've had that. Um, I've been on the receiving end of that, I'm happy to say, a couple of times in my life. And one time was when my father-in-law was uh, at the end of his life and was in the hospital. And a friend came over and said, you know, I said, listen, I, we've, we've got this. I'm okay. And she said, yeah, whatever. And she came over and we did laundry together. Mm-hmm. She sat and folded clothes, you know. Um, but, you know, it wasn't about the laundry, of course. It was just about that support. And it it's... It's a, it's an intensely positive, uh, deeply meaningful connection for a human being to reach out to another human being in that way. So I, I mean, part of what I want to ask you is, how can we make this happen? I know you're going to have the answer to this. But <laughs> I know it. Sure. Um, how can we make this happen for counties that? Um, the county where I live and the county where you live are probably two of the most affluent counties in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. How can we make this work that even even at the county level that my county can reach out to another county and have a have a sister county program where where we can um, help those counties um, uh, put in programs like this and get them started even on a pilot level um, to get them started and start seeing those results. And it's pretty easy to um, advocate for the funding when you have results. Right. Good results. Chris Demers will have the answer to that when we come back. You're listening to 97.9 The Hill. Okay, we're back with Krista Mers, and now she's going to have the answer to that question about sister city coordination for these programs that we're talking about. You know, I want to say that, you know, it's already it's already happening across multiple partners um, at the state level with the Home Visiting and Parenting Education System Collaborative, which is a mouthful, um, the HVPE system. Catchy, catchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But uh, Prevent Child Abuse North Carolina is involved. Um, NC Partnership for Children, Smart Start is involved and at the table, um, as well as a bunch of other key partners. And, you know, the, the vision for that is that all families have access to a wide range of parenting education supports from prenatal to age eight. Um, and to do that, you know, we know we have to have a coordinated system and coordinate services and funders at the statewide level right. so that, you know, County A doesn't have 20 more programs than County B um, because, you know, we know that there's almost 710,000 children in North Carolina who could benefit from home visiting, but currently the programs are only serving less than 2%. So I'm going to hit you with that Duke's Cameron Indoor Stadium statistic I told you about. I'm so sorry to my Tar Heel fan. Um, but our UNC and Duke fans in the state will, will, I think, get this perspective. So to break that number down, uh, that 710,000 number that we could be reaching and providing home visiting services to, um, that's enough children to fill every seat in Cameron, Duke Cameron Indoor Stadium 75 times. Oh, man. But currently, we're only serving enough kids to fill the stadium just once. So we're missing out on, on the 74 other stadiums full of kids that right. could benefit, of families that could benefit from home visiting and parenting education across the state because not every county even have any access to programs um, at all. Right. So that's what we're really advocating for and highlighting during Family Support Awareness Month. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, and that's happening right now in February. And I'm talking to you on, on Happy Hearts Day, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just hoping that we can share some love for these home visiting and parenting. Yeah, let's share some programs. love. And and by the way, I mean, for, for the people who are doing the home visiting, these are mm -hmm. like my favorite people in the world because of the work they're doing. Um, uh, if, you know, as we're in February, we're in mid-February between now and the, and the summer months, counties will go into their budget cycles. If, if the public... Um, advocates for more of these programs. Just would that help? It's hard, you know, what are you going to say? No. <laughs> Absolutely, it would help. Um, if we just, you know, use our voices to lift up at the local level, and they're also hearing it at the statewide level, right. and it's a coordinated messages and coordinated outreach, um, it will 100% make a difference. And you don't have to do it alone. We have an entire communications toolkit to help um, to help you advocate and to help you raise awareness during Family Support Awareness Month. So, so visit preventchildabusenc.org and you'll find all kinds of great materials there to, to help you. And perhaps, for example, maybe you have your book club or your local church group um, or, um, you know, a group of moms that get together every Wednesday, uh, or whatever, uh, however, however you and your friends, uh, who are like-minded are organized. Um, this, this is a, I mean, this is a great awareness project, um, 
by the way, for kids in school, in a classroom, just saying, mm -hmm. I think it'd be a great classroom project. I think that kids, I, I've always thought this, I think that kids should go to county commissioners' budget meetings. Yes. With, a, you know, with an agenda. I think that the kids should go with an agenda and their agenda should be, you work for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're telling one of the, one of the key, you know, things that we're really excited to share this month is our story collection portal because storytelling just evokes action. It evokes change. I mean, we're here today, we're telling stories. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we encourage families, bring your children on if you want them to help tell the story. If you're listening and you have been a participant of a home visiting or a family support program of any kind, we want to hear your story. It's so important to help other families um, potentially gain access to parenting and education and home visiting programs in their community. So use your voice. You can record a video. You can have your child in that video. You can record just audio if you'd rather not, um, you know, be on tape. Um, and then yeah. if you're a practitioner and you lead these programs, we want to hear your story about how your program is helping families in your community too. That's absolutely the greatest thing I ever heard. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big believer in storytelling, you might guess. <laughs> um, it, you know, statistics are wonderful, they're powerful, and they can, they can make or break a program. I mean, you know, even if you have um, anecdotes uh, that are interesting, if your statistics are not bearing out what you're doing, then you obviously need to make adjustments. But there is, frankly, nothing more powerful than hearing an actual live human being say, you know, this, this really helped me. And, uh, and it could help you too. So I'm, I'm really glad you're doing that. And I, I'm also glad that the technology makes it so accessible mm -hmm. um, for virtually anybody to contribute a story. I can't wait to see what some of those are, man. And, and you know, by the way, I think you ought to have a contest for, for kids for who makes the best video. That's just my two cents. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a great idea. That's some great <laughs> stuff, man. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk some more with Chris Demers from Prevent Child Abuse, North Carolina. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay. We're back. We're back with Chris Demers. And Chris is going to tell me a little bit about exactly what's in the kit. You know, it's it's not like uh, Lego blocks. It's uh, documents and uh, suggestions of this nature. And um, and I know how you guys put together your materials, and I know it's fantastic. But tell us what's in the communications kit that will help folks be be good activists using your Absolutely. materials. Yeah, so um, in the Family Support Awareness Month Toolkit, which was created in partnership with that Home Visiting and Parenting Education System Collaborative, um, 
There's a bunch of resources, including some background on Family Support Awareness Month, which is still, I would say, in its infancy. Um, it's, this is only the third official uh, Family Support Awareness Month in North Carolina. Um, there's some general messaging and talking points in there. There's also a sample proclamation. I know we're, we're too late this year, um, but we would love for, you know, communities and programs to submit a local proclamation to their city council or board of commissioners for next February. Um, so there's also a, a side toolkit for how to submit a proclamation um, included in our resources that you can use. If you've never done it before, reach out to us. You know, we're happy to help um, yeah. walk you through how to do that. Um, there are also some um, information on how to contact your legislator and then just a sample email and talking points that you can use to reach out to your legislator. Of course, we encourage you to personalize that with your own experiences. Um, the more personal, the better, but we've right. got, you know, the bones of that to get you started. Right. Um, and then we've got some press tips so that you, you know, can work with the media and, you know, submit some opinion, opinion editorials, letters to the editor, um, and let them know, like, what is, what's the significance of this? Why is February important? And how does it relate to your program? How does it relate to your community or your family? Um, so we've got some tips in there on working with the media and a sample, again, letter to the editor that you can use. And then last but not least, um, one of the big ticket items is social media. So best practices, um, graphics that can be used on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, if there's another social media platform that we should know about, you need to tell us. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> even- be Kristen, one invented by the end of this sentence. There definitely will be. I can't keep up anymore. Um, they're always changing. And so that's the thing I love to hear. Like if there's um, something that really works for you, if, and I know a lot of people might pay attention to their next door app um, in their neighborhood, um, things like that. Just we've got sample posts that you can copy and paste and make it easy to advocate for home visiting and parenting education. And um, that's all available in our online toolkit that you can find at preventchildabusenc.org. Um, when you get there, you'll just have to fill out a form to download the zip file, which will have the toolkit and all those resources um, linked inside that zipped file. I, so, I gotta say, you know, on the social media thing, it, it's really amazing how much difference it makes if you have good graphic uh, pieces to attach to your post mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, if if you put the Gettysburg Address or, or, you know, some extremely compelling oratory on there, just text, you know, that had the secret to long life, it would get a fraction uh, of the number of uh, clicks or engagements uh, as you would get if you just attach a picture of a puppy to the Gettysburg Address. Oh, I wish I could use pictures of puppies all the time. <laughs> I know, it's so but effective. 
We've got some great it. graphics that, I mean, there's cute, cute babies, cute kids, and some great wow. statistics to go along with that to, to raise awareness for family support um, yeah. programs. That's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I think, I think there's some, um, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of interesting um, uh, tentacles of support of, of, of supporting family. I joked earlier about, you know, if my siblings asked me for 20 bucks, but um, I was just talking uh, yesterday to uh, someone who's a, uh, you know, an expert in this field about, about women's retirement, which is, you know, uh, down the road from what we're generally talking about. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about is how uh, women um, tend, it tends to be women, how that women tend to go in and out of the workforce. I've done that myself um, in order to spend time at home with young children or caring for elders um, at, a, at a point in life where it would cost you a fortune to pay for all of the assistance that you might need for your family when you have an older family member or a sick family member or both. Um, and that uh, this is detrimental to women in, in their view of uh, retirement, how it's, it affects them quite adversely when it comes to their retirement. They haven't been working for money um, for as many years continuously um, in the workforce. And it's a it's a really interesting dynamic that she, it's it's just you know this this comes to my brain um, uh, from two different directions talking to you and talking to her and and what we were saying is you know connecting with others and learning almost peer to peer in both cases about things that you can do to get connected with better resources and learn about things that you can do. Not everybody's going to jump into the stock market, for example, and make a million dollars there. Um, but that, you know, in this case, parents talking to other parents and learning about parenting through these resources, every day that you learn one thing to be a smarter parent is a good day. Absolutely. And every little <laughs> thing that you do to help other parents is it really means something. It adds up. It does. And that's, I mean, that's a great little segue. I wanted to put in a plug that it's also Parent Leadership Month. And um, we have, you know, um, our Learning and Leadership Summit coming up in March and are excited to honor a parent leader in North Carolina. Um, and we're accepting nominations. So oh, if great. you are a parent leader or you know of a parent leader in your community, um, who works hard to support other families and advocate for, for benefits that, you know, strengthen families like home visiting and parenting education programs. Mm -hmm. um, please don't miss this opportunity to nominate them. Um, we will be accepting nominations and um, will award that parent leader uh, during our leader learning and leadership summit on March 27th and 28th. And um, the recipient will receive a $500 stipend to help support child maltreatment prevention in their community, um, as well as a whole bunch of other fun things like a plaque, a profile in our newsletter, and just further awareness for how they are 
um, supporting families in their community. So we hope to inspire other parents um, to become parent leaders too. So definitely check that out. Um, registration is open for our Learning and Leadership Summit, and we will also have a workshop on family support. Um, so if you want to know more about home visiting and parenting education, you can sign up um, for the Learning and Leadership Summit and join Rachel Borello from the Home Ver Visiting and Parenting Education Systems Collaborative um, and myself to learn more about what's going on at the statewide level for collaboration. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. Where is that, where is that event going to be held? It is going to be virtual this year. Um, we have it every other year. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, with everything going on, we just wanted to uh, be safe and, and go virtual for one more year. Well, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, we were just talking before we started recording about how happy we are to go into a restaurant once in a while and, um, and be out and near other people and not feel like we're taking a uh, too big of a risk mm -hmm. and that that's nice, but I'm not quite, I mean, I speak for myself. I'm not fully there yet. I, I, I tend to avoid eating out and, you know, I mean, I'm older, I have underlying conditions. I have to consider that and all that stuff, but, but, you know, we're, even though we're getting there, I have also come to understand tremendous benefits of virtual meetings, Absolutely. Um, not, not the least of which is being able to record my show from home. Um, but in, in this endeavor, you can reach so many more people this way and engage them in participation in this. It's, it's so much, I mean, like if you have it in Raleigh, then in somebody's in Charlotte, are they, are they going to come to Raleigh for the day for that event? Mm -hmm. You know, you right. know they're going to have to weigh that. Um, so what a great thing. I'm so glad you're doing that. I'm not sure I would advocate for you to go back to doing them in person, but nobody asks me about that. Right. <laughs> yes. And we we got great feedback from our last uh, summit that was also virtual. Um, and, you know, we've adjusted our agenda to take time for, you know, you to take self-care during these heavy virtual days. Um, right. And right. the feedback is that it's still great. Um, and it doesn't feel like there's too much extra, you know, Zoom fatigue for the way that we built the agenda. We have to um, come up with another name for that. Is it Zoom Teague? Yeah. <laughs> we have to have a mashup of a, of a term for that. Um, I like it. I hope that we can just eliminate that though. And I don't know how we'll do that. We'll do some jumping jacks together or something. <laughs> you know, stand up and stretch everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the greatest thing for you. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, so so that's coming up. Um, we have just about a minute and a half left. I know you can't believe that, but I'm going to say it because it's true. Um, <laughs> we, we want to uh, just take this moment to remind everybody to visit uh, preventchildabusenc.org and you will find so much material there. First of all, you see, you're, you're going to see wonderful pictures of all of the staff, including our fearless leader, Sharon Hirsch, um, who, you know, I don't know, she's not wearing like a Duke shirt or anything, is she? No. no picture. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Um, 
you know, Sharon and I have been friends for a long time, uh, even though she's a Duke fan. <laughs> I love her anyway. I have several friends who are Duke fans. I just don't know how I do it. It's I don't know. Animus nature, I think. You just got to be more like a Wolfpack fan like me and love everybody in the room. Right. Look, I sent my kid to NC State. Isn't that enough? I have to live with that diploma hanging in his in his uh, office somewhere. I paid them tuition. I, I think that's enough love for me to show I'll take him. that. That counts. Yeah, that <laughs> There's counts. credit there. The checks were good. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> anyway, listen, it's always a joy to have you join me, meet me up at the water cooler. And next time we meet, which I think will be in August, in, uh, not August, in April, we're going to have to drag Sharon into the mix and the three of us will mix it up. What do you think? That sounds great. I uh, will, uh, we'll yeah. make it happen. We'll make it happen. Cause you know, we're very powerful people and, and we can do that. Uh, because now that we've said this on the air, she kind of has to, right? <laughs> she does <laughs> that's how I look at it and you can tell her I said that thank you for thank you for coming in and joining me Chris it's always a joy to talk to you and I and good luck with everything for the rest of uh February and um and I look forward to talking to both of you in in April it's going to be just a ton of fun as Absolutely. usual Thank you so much, Jean. It's a pleasure talking with you always and I appreciate all that you do to advocate oh, for children and families. Yes, I'm I'm just, I'm so wonderful. It's hard to even articulate all of it. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. It's nice of you to say. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna run along if if uh and, and our fans of the show know that if you're if you're going out, just be safe. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 979 the Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.